0: After photographing for the past 18 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you'll find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take about the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast friends. You're in for a treat today. I am so excited to introduce you to Mike Egan from Heavenly Weddings. We are talking all about wedding officiants and finding your perfect person to marry you. So do you even know where to start when looking for a wedding officiant? If not, don't worry. Today we'll be unveiling the secrets and tips of what to look for when searching for a wedding officiant. Mike will be sharing with you his philosophy on weddings, along with some key advice to ask a fi- to ask an officiant when hiring them. He will also give you some funny stories to make you chuckle. We will take you on a practical journey when seeking the key component other than your spouse for your wedding ceremony. This is an educational conversation, a fun conversation, and also a practical conversation all at the same time. So I hope you guys enjoy. So Mike, welcome
1: Thanks, sir. Nice to be here today.
0: Can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, who you serve, and what you do in your business?
1: Yes. Uh, well, I am a wedding officiant. I've been doing it for 17 years now. Um, I stay pretty much in Rhode Island, Connecticut, Massachusetts, although I have done weddings in all around the United States. But uh, I prefer to stay in that tri-state area just for driving purposes.
0: You don't want to be on the, dro- like on the road all the time <laughs> yeah, there?
1: I don't, don't totally want to be driving. Put enough miles on now.
0: So, Mike, how did you get into this? How did you start marrying people?
1: Well, about 17 years ago, um, I had a friend of mine who asked me if I was interested. And um, I held a position where I could, by statute, I could marry people. So I, I did do a couple of weddings. Um, but really, the main focus, once I decided I wanted to do it, was basically because of my own wedding. Um, we had the big church wedding. We were basically told when to sit, sti- uh, kneel, stand, uh, you know, who's going to play the music, who's not going to. We didn't have a lot of say in our wedding. And as we look back, I wanted to give people that option. I wanted to give them the ability to personalize their ceremony, to do anything. Um, and not have to kind of sometimes jump through some of the hoops that they may have to do uh, as far as some people didn't feel comfortable about maybe doing pre-canic classes or doing other stuff that uh, the church may require that we did. So I wanted to give them their options, and by doing that, I think it kind of opened it up to a lot of people who maybe felt comfortable doing it that way. So that's kind of what got me into it by wanting to give people the ability to have options and to do things that you know they wanted to do.
0: Interesting, so you said you, about 17 years ago, so it's funny because I've been working alongside of you, I, would say, I was about to say since day one, so yep. about that, because I started about 18 years ago, so I've been seeing your face up there marrying people for a good amount of my career. So Mike, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your philosophy of weddings?
1: Yes, so I mean, my kind of philosophy on weddings is I like to try to keep everything kind of laid back, kind of relaxed. Um, I know the couples are very anxious and, you know, nervous, excited, Uh, and some people just don't like 100, 150 people staring at them, especially when they're the center of attention. So, I try to keep things, um, you know, during the ceremony very relaxed. I kind of give them little cues underneath my breath to help them out. Uh, Prior to the ceremony, before we go down, I kind of do a quick run-through with them just so they know what to expect and just to kind of follow my leads and I think in the long run, that's what most couples want because they're very anxious. Um, Not that they're not, you know, excited and everything, but uh, most people don't like to talk in front of people. Most people don't like to be the center of attention. And I find a lot of my couples are like that. So I try to keep it as, you know, laid back and, and relaxed as possible.
0: Well, it's interesting that you say that because you said how you got into it was because of your own wedding and you didn't want to have your couples jump through the hoops that you did. So it's only fitting that you come with a very laid back approach to marrying your couples. Do you do rehearsals?
1: Uh, Yes, um, I do rehearsals. I would uh, say probably 80 to 85 percent of my couples um, like me to do the rehearsal, want me to be there for that. Um, some of the couples, you know, with the smaller weddings, there's, there's not really a need for it or smaller wedding parties. But most of uh, my couples ask me to be there, which is nice because we kind of do the whole walking in, walking out, where to stand, how to stand, the handoff between, you know, father and groom, uh, ring presentation, all the little things we do. We don't, I try not to do any ceremonial stuff uh, because we want to keep that fresh. But uh, rehearsal, I think, is a very, um, it's again, it goes back to the calming thing. It gives them a sense that, okay, I know what's going to happen tomorrow.
0: So it's interesting. So you'll do the rehearsal as far as like the practical stuff, but you'll keep the actual ceremony components non rehearsed so that way it's the first time that they're running through it the day of but you're right there you're like you said you kind of whisper to your couples a little bit help them through the whole day
1: exactly is
0: that something that comes with all of your services or do most wedding officiates do the rehearsal or is that mostly an add-on or how does that work for the rehearsal
1: i think most officiants um do have a small add-on fee um for it Uh, mine is very minimal it's i charge a hundred dollars um, it's more mostly just to cover my time and, and gas and whatnot. But uh, most officiants do have a small fee for that, and I think most will offer that. Um, there's not a lot of officiants that I'm aware of that don't offer some kind of um, ability to do a rehearsal.
0: When do most officiants show up to a ceremony, or when do you show up? Like, What can the couple expect?
1: Uh, most officiants, at least... I know for me personally, I try to show up about 45 minutes early, um, and I do that so I can go up and see the couples, whether they're together or separate, go through any last-minute thing. One of the biggest questions I get asked uh, when I arrive is, uh, I don't remember anything from the rehearsal. Can we go through it quickly again? So, of course, we try to go through it a little quick with them and just kind of go through and review everything. Uh, Me personally, I like to try to get the marriage license witnessed ahead of time. Um, Try to do the little things like that because I don't want to take away from um, them when they're getting photos and stuff like that. I have to pull them aside. And as you well know, photographers don't, you know, they want to do their job too. So I try to do that ahead of time to try to, you know, help them out. And we get that done and we take care of all the business ahead of time. So I do that. And then um, I go and speak to the photographers. I, I speak to the people doing music. Uh, And certainly speak to the on-site coordinator, too, or if they have a day coordinator, do that as well. And just kind of go through things. Um, I like to try to build in little things like photo ops, so I want to let my photographer know that, you know, at some point during the ceremony, they're going to turn or they're going to do this. And this way here, they can have some nice photos uh, built in, but I don't want to catch, you know, the photographer off guard, like, oh, I didn't know they were going to do that. So I try to help them, and I certainly give the cues to whoever's doing music. As far as when I say this, that'll be your cue to hit the music on the way out. So everything flows really nicely, and that's that's really what I want.
0: So that's great. So for our listeners who are listening in, they should really consider a wedding officiant to make sure that they do come prior and do prep. I mean, really, one of the things it sounds like you're saying that you do prior is a lot of prep, talking to the other vendors, letting the other vendors know when things are happening, make sure that the sound system's is okay, and then obviously, you know, uh, speaking with your couples and calming their nerves a little bit and then signing that marriage license, which is super important. And I can tell you, as a photographer, a lot of times the time after the ceremony and the time of the reception, it's such a small gap, but such an important time. So even five minutes of walking away to sign that marriage license is valid time that's being taken away from their pictures. So if you do all that prior, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, so that's what I try to do because I realize that, you know, certainly all the vendors were there to try to make – um, the couple's day, the best that can possibly be. And I realized that we're all working. We're all trying to do our job too. So if I can benefit a photographer or if I can benefit a, uh, musician by time getting timing, right, by all means, that's what I want to do. I mean, we're all working together. And that's, I think if you do that as a group, if we can work together, even though we're not, you know, all together, it certainly makes it much smoother.
0: I am sure a lot of people listening are probably wondering roughly how much they need to budget to set aside for a wedding officiant. So, what is the average cost, fees, and is there any discounts?
1: Yep. Um, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, there you know I do have a small fee for the rehearsal of hundred dollars. Um, I think most officiants will probably you know make a small fee of you know somewhere in that general area for that. As far as um, you know, normal weddings. Uh, Prices, It does vary a little bit as far as, um, you know, maybe the size of the wedding. Uh, Me personally, at Heavenly Weddings, we give a military discount. It's nothing big, but it's a small little discount we give for active or former military people. Uh, Just kind of my way to say thank you. Uh, And I'm sure there are other discounts that other people offer. I know with elopement packages where there's maybe just four people, um, we also do you know, a a lesser price, we cut our fee in half and whatnot, and go from there. But I think as a whole, most people should try to budget somewhere around $600 for everything, including the rehearsal, and that should cover everything. If it is a smaller wedding, of course, you can, you know, take the fee and be a little less than that.
0: So you do discount if it's a little bit of a smaller wedding. Is that Correct. because it's less time for you, or is it just the fact that you're understanding that they're having just a smaller wedding?
1: Yeah, it's a combination of both, Sarah. I think that's a good question. I mean, I try to, you know, realize that sometimes with a smaller wedding, it's because of budgetary reasons. Um, you know, I think everyone would love to have a nice nice wedding. But um, so I try to work with each one of my couples, and I try to— give them options. Um, so if, you know, with, especially this past year with COVID and stuff like that, I did a lot of weddings where there was like three or four people. And some of the like even elopement packages that we did, you know, I, I reduced my fee down to like 275 to try to help them out. Um, and again, I'm not spending as much time as I would with a normal couple as well. You um, we don't have the rehearsal. We don't have as much prep work. We just work with them to try to get a ceremony that personalized to whatever they like.
0: Interesting. You just said the word COVID. So I think that's on the top of everybody's mind right now. So with that said, I'm going to put you on the spot. What uh, some restrictions or how has the restrictions affected your job? Or is there any advice that you can give couples when dealing with the restrictions of COVID? Like, let's just talk about COVID.
1: Uh, so unfortunately, we have to do that, I'm sure. Um, to this past year, I mean, uh, through 2020, I was still able to marry almost... 65 70 couples
0: what do you averagely do like what's your average my rate?
1: average is normally around 110 each year okay. so it was cut back a little um but i also had 53 different couples also uh postpone their wedding because of last year so i have them either this year or I even have a couple that have gone as far out as 2022. so um we have done a few different things i know um i always have hand sanitizer with me um i always this past year wore a mask and everyone did Um, The only time really the mask came off is right when we were getting ready to do the ceremony and one of the things that uh, normally we try to be like an arm's length away as far as my couple when I'm standing there doing the ceremony. Over this past year we have extended back a little bit, uh, maybe done an arm length and a half or two arm lengths away. Um, I still want it to look nice for photos, I don't want it to look awkward, but I certainly want to put the couple at ease too. so they don't have to worry about, you know, being too close during this crazy time.
0: So interesting. So we talk about masks because masks is such a hot topic right now. Um, I know that we're looking at restrictions right now, loosening. But it, the, what the question is still that mask. And I, at least I know my couples, especially because I'm dealing with imagery, a lot of couples don't want the mask in their pictures. So there's so many things that I've been doing to stop that and not have it in the pictures. And I've been very successful. But you just said something that was really important that I want our listeners to kind of focus in on is that you actually remove your master in the ceremony because there's a way to successfully do that because you are standing from a distance Correct. so I think it's important for people to understand that you can have a ceremony without mask right
1: you can definitely have a ceremony without masks. Um, like I said I did about 65 70 last year I'm happy to say we did not have one breakout of any covid related issues during all that Uh, Social media, certainly that's me keep in touch with all my couples, and and I can see that we had no issues with any COVID-related health issues, which I was very happy about. But again, I think the couples, I think uh, other vendors and myself, we all took it very seriously, and we did the appropriate things to still make their day very happy, very important, very special. But we did it in a very safe manner. And I think it can be done now as well as, you know, it was done in the past.
0: For your couples that are getting married this year with COVID, are you finding them uh, still doing – Because well, let me back up for a second here. I guess it's important for people to understand that we are one of the two industries that were still out working last year. You clearly were getting marrying people. People are still getting Correct. married, whether there was two people or 200 people. And as far as – i go you know dan and myself we were out photographing all last summer because you know even though they were maybe five people at their wedding or 25 people or 15 people or sometimes 100 last year they still wanted their photos so clearly they still have to get married and you have to be there and they still want the photos but i was wondering are you starting to see couples this year still downsizing even though they have um able to raise their guest count are you, st- are you starting to see the trend still be the smaller weddings or are people getting back to the normal ceremonies
1: I, I think this year i mean people are creeping up a little bit but in the past i would say my average wedding ceremony was anywhere from 150 to 175. Uh, this year i'm seeing more people doing right around 100 Um, That's one of the questions that I do ask uh, my couples when I meet with them, Uh, just out of curiosity, because I want to see, you know, what I need to prepare for as well. But I think a lot so far this year for 2021, I'm looking at a lot of weddings that are trying to stay right around the hundred, Um, I think, because that's kind of what the regulations say at the moment. And I think they're afraid to ask much more and then have to pull back after.
0: Is there a way that you conduct the ceremonies a little bit differently based on the amount of people or no?
1: Um, I mean, as far as uh, the guests go, is that what you're asking me as far as guests and stuff? Are...
0: Yeah, just ha- Is is the the couple's guest count a- affect the, their ceremony at all in any way?
1: It affects it in a sense that sometimes, especially with social distancing, uh, the projection that I have to do as far as the ceremony, because I want everyone to be able to hear it. Um, if we are doing an outdoor wedding, there are times that... Um, I will put some amplification either on the groom uh, just so it's picked up by what I said, and plus the couple can also be picked up when they're talking. So we have had to make some adjustments there because they do have the seating a little more spread out, a little more distance, so we don't want to feel as though that we're, as me at least personally, as I'm yelling so people can hear it. I want to be able to project. I want to be able to do it in a, in a proper voice, but I want people to, of course, be able to hear. So we've had to make a few little tweaks
0: interesting so you talked a little bit about projection and whatnot do you use a microphone
1: me personally i'm not a big fan of putting one on me only because um i do like to try to talk to my couple under my breath a little bit to give them cues uh simple little things like you know turn and receive your rings um you know don't and even at the end for photographers and i'm sure you can appreciate this there is i always tell them under my breath don't forget to hold the kiss um because that's important I, and i always tell them you get one chance as your first kiss is husband and wife so we want to make sure that you hold it so literally before i actually do the pronouncement i say to them under my breath don't forget to hold the kiss um because I think it's important, you know. I want them to have a nice first kiss photo, and I'm, you know, I'm, I know the photographers want to get it too, and I know that you guys remind them often.
0: That is so important. Thank you for bringing that. So, listeners, if you are getting married, make sure you hold that kiss. Um, I also think too it's a good thing to note that some couples do ask for the officiant to jump out of their first kiss, and some couples don't care. So that's just something. How do you handle that?
1: I Me personally, when I do the uh, pronouncement of marriage, I tend to always step to my left, which would be towards the guys if there's a wedding party, um, because I don't want to be in the center of their picture. Um, I understand that I'll probably be in the edge on the side, but I don't want to, you know, see my mug up there. I've already had my big day. I don't need to be up there and be photographed, you know. So I try to, you know, move to my left every time. Um, and I let them know that. So I let the couples know that I'm going to move to the left. So if for some reason you see me sliding a little bit when I'm making those last few words of pronouncement, you'll understand why.
0: You know, you talked about that you don't need a microphone. So is there any tips that you can give them or the couples when they are working with their officiant in regards to the sound system and the microphone and their entertainment?
1: Sure. I mean, um, I mean, there are times I do use a microphone. Um, it's it's always good. I like when there's uh, you know a very professional vendor who will monitor the sound. I think that's important. Uh, we can I can tell you another story a little bit about <laughs> what I've had to do a few times with some bad sound systems. But um, I think it's important that people know that everybody can hear what they're saying as an officiant. Um, So sometimes you have to project and you have to, there are little tricks that you can do as far as, you know, we are officiant kind of look up. Um, The biggest thing I can see sometimes, uh, some of the complaints I hear is the officiant never looked up. He just read it, read from the book and he didn't, you know, all you see is the top of his head the whole time. So I do try to look down. I use it more for a pacing element with me now. I just kind of look down and say, okay, I'm at a point now. Let's look up a little bit. And Again, I'm sure, you know, they don't want to see the top of my head through all their wedding photos, too. So not that my face is much better, but um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, just the same. We try to do that.
0: And I'm sure, too, that some of the couples have to get their microphones from their entertainment. So by you not needing it, you might be, a you know, little tip of the trade, saving them a little bit of money from their entertainment purposes.
1: Correct. I mean, some of, some of the music people may charge, you know, $50 just for the amplification and the mic and to be on that. So with me, I mean, that, it's a small savings in the whole big realm of a wedding, but it does help a little bit, I guess. I
0: can also tell you it does help for me over here because I don't have to edit out the mic. Correct. So it's, <laughs> it's a win-win. There you go. Um, I You know, it's interesting. We were just talking about COVID a little bit earlier. I would just love to know, how do you suggest that couples make sure that their personalities match with you, especially now that we're in COVID and people are not able to meet face to face prior to the ceremony?
1: Yep. So I've done a ton of FaceTime, Zoom, Skype, um, WhatsApp, all these different um, video things. And... I always like to meet with all my couples Your in person.
0: Technology guru, there. Uh, Mike. I don't
1: know if we're gonna go that far, but <laughs> but we, we got it down. But we certainly try to use these different apps. Um, and I sit because in the past, I always like to sit with my couples and and go through it, and maybe you know they'll have a cup of coffee or whatever or something like that. But now I do a lot of video chats, um, a lot more phone calls. Not that I you know didn't before, but a lot more phone calls. But the video chat is good because um, I think it shows that you're kind of relaxed and to be honest with you I know at times my wife says I can't believe you're gonna wear that pullover Red Sox sweatshirt you know for your video thing and I said but you know what they see it, and a lot of times The couples have got the same exact stuff I have on, you know, very relaxed. And and I want them to know that, yes, I'm going to be very professional, but I also have that very relaxing side of me. So we do a lot of video chats now, um, and we kind of go back and forth. And and I like to add a little humor when we're in meetings, and I like to keep things relaxed, and I like to kind of tell them things that they may not have thought about that may be humorous.
0: Well, you know, you you talked about how you take a very laid-back approach. So, of course, when you're going to, you know, Video Skype or Zoom yep. or do whatever you're going to be you. I mean I could say just working alongside of you uh, for all these years. I, I you definitely take a laid back approach, but at the same time it's very professional. No, and you. and um, your your ceremonies are are awesome. They're done correctly but yes you're right like when i see mike egan on the job <laughs> i know what to expect but you also but, yeah. you know you, you do i see you you float around to all the vendors you make sure everybody knows what they're doing and it's just very very stress-free mike
1: <laughs> and that's what i try to do and believe me the lot. i don't want to step on anyone's toes and do they tell them how to do their job because they're much more better professionals at, at their job than i am but i do try to help them in little tiny ways and different things that i can do and, and they're great with me i mean they'll they'll come and. Just say, hey, this is where I want to be, or is it okay if I, you know, go behind you, or, you know, is it okay if I do this? And, and I'm free, and, I, and I've told many photographers in the past, feel free to, uh, you know, just put your camera on my shoulder if you can reach. I mean, I'm tall, so, you know, whatever you want to do that helps you get a better photo is fine with me.
0: So it's So basically what you're saying is the key is just making sure that you meet with your wedding officiant, however that will be. Just meet with them. Just meet with them, figure out what their philosophy is, and and they should know if it's a right match or not.
1: That's a huge thing. You have to meet with all your uh, vendors, and I I think wedding officiant is big because you want to be able to meet with them. And I go out of my way to, like I said, to try to do video chats, meet in person if we can, um, phone calls, whatever they want. I make myself available to them because I want them to have a comfort level of decision they're making.
0: Absolutely. All right, Mike, we are going to take a short break. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast, wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple podcast, even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now let's get back to the episode. Hey friends, so we're back here with Mike from Heavenly Weddings. I am sure a lot of you guys are wondering what he wears at weddings. I know I know, but I'm gonna ask Mike to tell you what he wears at weddings.
1: So um, 95% of the time, or maybe close to 100, but I wear a nice black suit, um, white shirt, and one of the things I always do ask all my couples is, what color tie do you want me to wear? um i ask that because i want my tie color to at least be blending in with whatever their wedding colors are if they have greens and blues i don't want to show up with a red tie um and photographers will get mad at me for wearing something (laughs) ugly too right that doesn't blend but i want to make sure that i do that but i yes i always wear uh you know black suit white shirt uh you know black dress pants i have been asked to wear robes a few times which Not a big fan of, but I have done it a few times for my couples.
0: So you do have the robe if they want to have the robe.
1: I do have the robe if they want. Um, I'm happy to say that over the last six or seven years, nobody's asked. Fair enough. (laughs) So it's good. So
0: if you want to hire Mike, don't ask (laughs) for the robe. robe. (laughs) Exactly, Uh, Mike. I would love to know. Have you ever had a couple pass out, no show? I mean. Give us some funny stories here you've seen it all i'm sure and and just you know humor us here
1: yep no i have seen a lot i I am proud to say and one of the things that i pride myself on is i have never lost a bride or groom at the altar yet i've never had one faint i've never had one throw up or get sick or anything like that i have had a couple very close um i had a bride probably eight to ten years ago and she was literally swaying and The groom's looking at me, and I'm like, you know, grab her hands, like hold her, under my breath. And I, her name, I forget to be honest. I'm just gonna say Mary, but I said Mary, Mary under my breath, and she kind of like glazed eye look at me, and I could tell that she was like getting ready to go, and I just said to her, for I have no idea why, but the old the movie Bull Durham came into my head, where Kevin Costner was trying to calm down the uh, pitcher, and he said, breathe through your eyes eyelids so i said i said to the to the bride you know mary mary just breathe through your eyelids it'll help you and i could see her actually thinking and actually like how do i breathe through my eyelids and but you know what it got her mind off what she was really nervous about and and it got her thinking about something totally different for a minute and after the ceremony was over you know she gave me a big hug and she goes i have to ask you a question i said yeah she goes what the hell does that mean? I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> I, how do you breathe through your eyelids? And I said, exactly. exactly. I said, that's exactly. She goes, oh. Well, there's your I laid said, back so approach. That's the thing. I just try to give her a little thing. Um, I did have uh, a, a mutual friend of ours who I did her wedding, and she was getting a little stress at the rehearsal, which was funny because she was a vendor, and I won't name her, but... Um, we were joking around, and she's running all over the place, and I think she has that vendor blood where, you know, you run all over the place, right. you want everything done. Yeah. And I looked at her, and I said, look, two things are gonna happen tomorrow. I said, one, you're gonna show up, everyone's gonna get married, everything's gonna go off on perfectly, or, and it's gonna be nice and smooth. She goes, what's the second one? I said, the second one is, I'm gonna show up, I'm gonna slap you, then everything's gonna go <laughs> smooth, and you're gonna get married. And she looked at me, and then all of a sudden, she just starts laughing, because she knew, of course, I was right. kidding. but. But sometimes, you know, you just have to try to keep things a little more, you know, at ease and they kind of need something like that. So we kind of do that. But, um, you know, that Dan and
0: I had um, in in one one bride, one bride pass out at the altar. Um, So it was it was it was a church ceremony Mm -hmm. and, you know, it was actually it was actually kind of warm. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. It was it was it was warm and and, you know. Yeah, she she had a moment. She she passed out. It was quick. It was, you know, they had to stop, and you know, and the rest of the day she was fine. But it, it was, you know, it's it's nerve wracking for people. It's, I really they're on stage basically. I Correct. mean, and not everybody likes that. You no, know, yeah, they, they
1: definitely don't. And, then, and again, that's why, you know, I hear that a lot when we do our initial interviews. Like, I don't want to be in front of people, and I you know I I don't want to say much and. You know, I always say, so it sounds like you want the kiss ceremony. You want to keep, keep it short and sweet. And they all start laughing, and they go, yes. And I've even had some couples where, they, you know, we've, we've minimized the ceremony down to, like, a brutal, like, 10 minutes, which I know is awful for photographers <laughs> and everybody else. And when I showed up, she goes, yeah, I don't think we want to do this reading. We're going to do it. We, we need to try to get it down to, like, five. No. And I literally have to tell them, yeah. no, I'm sorry. We cannot. You've spent all this money. You're not going to stay in there for five minutes. <laughs> and I don't want to do a five minute ceremony because everybody else has to do their stuff and they don't want to go. Some people would come in late and they'd really be walking back up the aisle. So I said, no. And, and they laughed and like, okay, Mike, you know, okay. Well, it's true.
0: I mean, all joking so, aside, I mean, that is like. Eh- I, when I'm on the phone with my couples, I say, oh, how long is your ceremony? And some people say about a half an hour. And that's yep. that's the typical. Some people are like, oh, it's going to be 10 minutes. And I literally am like, cool. OK. And, and Because I realize what we're going to need to do. We're going to be sprinting. I have to sprint to one side, to the other side. I have to be center aisle. And I'm like, all right, I got this. I'm going to put my, my sprinting shoes on. Mm-hmm. But you did say something earlier that I want to go back on. You said something about a microphone story. So what is this microphone story? <laughs> so.
1: So one time I was I was at um, Rosecliff Mansion in Newport, and as you know, it's it's always a little windier there. It's very open, um, and I had a music person who I hadn't worked with much, and they said, you know, oh, they pay for this. They want to put this on you, and they had a the little stupid black little fur thing for the wind, supposedly, which was basically, you know, nothing. It was a feather. That's so a microphone. I, is it is about. a microphone. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. It's a microphone that has a little uh, yes. like feather cover to try to block the wind. So I said, okay. I said, you know, I, that's fine. I'll do it. Um, I don't have a problem. Just, you know, please make sure if it gets, you know, funny. I don't want there to be static or, you know, cracking or wind through the whole thing. So, oh, yeah, okay. I'll be on the thing. Well, we started the ceremony and the wind did pick up a little and it started getting windy and you could hear that kind of noise. And then the whole system started cracking. And I looked over and he was nowhere to be found. Like the- The, 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 the Yeah, the people who were doing it. Yeah. Nowhere to be found. So I literally, I looked at them and now the Brian and groom are kind of looking at me like, what's all this crap, you know? So I kind of pointed to them and then it got to the point that I just reached behind, grabbed the battery pack, took the mic and I threw it behind me. I said, I'm not going to do this because that's all people are hearing. It's just crackle crackle. So really, that was one of the reasons why I'm like kind of against it. There are some great uh, music people out there and who, you know, really stay on the board. And, you know, the, the people, they know who I'm talking about, but those certain people really monitor the board and they do a good job. And I don't mind... Um, you know, wearing a microphone if, if the couple wants me to do it with those people because I know. But I do tell the couples that, you know, keep this in mind. If it's windy, it may pick up on a, you know, the the wind noise and the different stuff. And a lot of times people just go, I don't want it. I don't want it. And I always tell them that story. is like I don't want to have to take off my microphone in the middle of the ceremony and throw it behind me because it just doesn't sound good.
0: Yeah, so basically if you're listening to this and you decide to have a microphone, just make sure that the person who's – providing it, which is usually your entertainment, is going to be there throughout the whole ceremony to make sure that they are manning that board. Correct.
1: correct. And the one other thing I will say about microphones, and I, and I plead with all my couples and all couples everywhere, never, ever get a stand microphone because it's in all your photos. Hallelujah. It looks terrible. <laughs> so please, if you're going to use a microphone, use a lapel mic or use something like that. Um, don't use some, you know, microphone stand, it just looks bad, unless you're putting it way to the side for like a reader or something like that, but you don't want it in your photos.
0: It's interesting how we all have these little tips and tricks in our industry, like you talk about don't have the microphone stand. Um, I know with me, I I always tell my couples at the reception to not have anybody who's doing speeches or blessings to read off their cell phone. Uh, You know, we are in the digital age, nowadays who does read off a paper but you have to transfer it to paper because in your video and your pictures reading off that cell phone it just a it dates the picture by the Mm -hmm. way because cell phones change correct and b it just it looks silly so yes listeners please no standing microphones and just a side tip
1: (laughs) uh, no
0: cell phones at your reception reading
1: yes
0: mike do you have to do any type of training to do what you do
1: um i mean You can go. There are different things. Um, When I first started doing this um, by legislative statute, I could perform weddings by another job that I hold, so I could do it. Uh, But you can go online, and you can uh, become a non-denominational ordained minister. You can be ordained, and you can do weddings. What I will say is don't just go online and do that. Go and talk to another officiant um, I have worked with other officiants when they first started to try to help them, give them ideas, almost a training thing, or go online and see. There are, um, you know, pages out there. Even uh, Facebook has uh, wedding officiants of America. There's different coalitions. They'll go out. They're great sounding boards. I'm part of a few of those pages where new officiants will ask like different different questions, and we're there to help try to help them too, as far as that goes. But yes. You know don't just show up for your first wedding and just think oh i'm going to read off a piece of paper there's so much more and so much training you should really do
0: you know uh, it's it's funny that you say that because i do feel that sometimes something that's very special that i see is when couples don't have a wedding officiant an official one they actually have like a father their father or their friend i mean that's great i mean it, it, it is great i think that's it's something nice and special to add to your ceremony however like you said um it's not in a wedding efficient that's been doing this time after time after time and so there are these small things that sometimes people forget to do correct i can tell you one of the number one things being a photographer even though i think it's super special i'm not trying to tell people not to have their father or their best friend marry them but they do forget some of the uh fundamental aspects yes one of them is asking So, basically, when a bride walks down the aisle, everybody rises, right? Correct. But who tells them to sit? Yeah. The wedding officiant. That's
1: where the officiant should do that. Correct.
0: Most of the time when I see a couple not hire a wedding officiant that officially does this, but it's more like a friend or whatnot, um, they forget. So, please, listeners out there make sure your wedding officiant <laughs> asks people to sit down sure. because then you know who know who's asking them me I literally walk the aisles and I just motion my hands like the sit sit and also to who tells them to rise Correct. you know um, so there's these, these there's these small things that you make a good point like there's no official official training but it's so important to have someone's experience
1: there is it helps if you talk with somebody who's experienced in doing it. and there are things online you can go and look and give you hints and suggestions too
0: so Mike is there a story that you can share with our listeners about a time when, you know, basically your experience had to prevail. And
1: Yeah, there, there are definitely a couple of times that have very unique and different things have come up. Um, one time I was in Newport um, at one of the big venues and we were right near the water and we had probably 200 guests, beautiful day, probably 85 degrees and sunny, nice breeze and we start the ceremony, everything's going perfect. And about a quarter of the way through the ceremony, all of a sudden, we see about eight seagulls flying right over our head. <laughs> and they're just circling and circling. And and I know that now I look out and I can see people looking up going, oh, my God, is the seagull going to just all over us <laughs> and all over the bride and all over the groom? And and really, the attention all started going more on the seagulls than actually the ceremony. So... At that Well, point, yeah, I
0: mean, that like that's like a degri- dead <laughs> ringer for good luck right up there, yeah, exactly. you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, getting pooped on by a seagull <laughs> during your wedding. So I had to kind of, you know, in my own way, just try to figure out a way to kind of draw people back. So basically I just said to everyone, you know, and it, because it was such a beautiful day, I just said, does anyone have an umbrella to protect the bride? Because it was so beautiful, the last thing anyone would have would be an umbrella. But everybody kind of chuckled at that. They kind of looked back. The seagulls kind of flew off, and the attention kind of got back on the bride and groom, which I thought was important because I don't want their wedding day to be remembered as seagull fest or you know right. something crazy. But um, it did kind of you know bring people's attention back to the ceremony, and we got it going again.
0: Good. I was wondering, is there any like small little things or small secrets that you suggest that couples who are about to say I do take in consideration for their ceremony, like little nuggets?
1: Yeah, I mean, there are definitely some things that I suggest to all my couples. um, Things that, you know, 17 years ago I I didn't suggest, but I didn't know. But as I kind of went through the years, you kind of learn these little things. And like I tell uh, all my couples, you know, when we talk, I said one of the things you have to do is make sure you both have a pack of Tic Tacs. And they ask me, like, Tic Tacs, they look at me, and they're like, you know, what, what, for bad breath? And I'm like, well, right when you come down the aisle, I'm going to have you put three or four in your mouth, two or three, four in your mouth. And it'll help with moisture in your mouth. It'll give you some moisture. You're going to be nervous. You're going to be anxious. It's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. It could be windy. Your mouth is going to dry out really quickly. And then when you go to speak, you're going to sound, you know, like you're hitting puberty all (laughs) over again, you know? Or... You know, you know, so the Tic Tacs will just kind of keep, it's just a mental thing, too. It's just little things like that. And I always tell them, And then you're not going to make a funny face when one of you have really bad breath. Uh, your breath will be a little bit better with the Tic Tacs. Granted, you know, a quarter of the way through the ceremony, they're going to be gone and melted. Um, I say Tic Tacs because they're really small and they'll melt quickly. But um, just little things like that. Um, I do, you know, the one thing I know, like the best man and maid of honor do a lot of things. But the one thing at the rehearsal I will always tell the maid of honor is, Make sure that the bride eats. Make sure she hydrates. We don't mind if she has liquid courage, as I call it, a little, a little sip of alcohol. But make sure she has water. Make sure she eats because it is a long day. And after the wedding, then you have, you know, then you have photography and, and all this stuff. So make sure you eat. You, that's, and that may be one of the reasons why nobody has passed out or anything because they do try to hydrate and eat too.
0: That's great. That's great little, like like, tips that you just mm. gave us. All right, Mike, so our wrap-up question. What are some key points that couples should be asking a wedding officiant when they are inquiring to make sure that they are working with a professional to ensure that their wedding day is an absolute perfect event?
1: So, I mean, some of the things that you have that I think they should be asking are, you know, what are all the services that you offer? Um, We know that you're going to come and, you know, do the ceremony, but do you offer, you know, rehearsal? Um, Will you help us with instructions? on where we should be getting the wedding license, you know, prior to the wedding. Um, What I also do is I let the couple know that I will be filing the license, and hopefully now everyone's going to be going on honeymoons. When they come back, they can reach out to me, um, and I will help them with how to get a copy of the marriage license, a certified copy. And what I also do is just a little added bonus I try to do is I try to give them instructions on the name change process for the bride uh, and give her what you should do for a second and third. I just think it's important from the very first meeting all the way to, you know, when things are all done and wrapping up and, and, you know, they come back to the honeymoon, that you're there because they still have questions about the ceremony and the wedding and different things that I handle. So that's one of the big, you know, big things I do, too. So I think a big thing, too, when I meet with couples, um, like I said earlier, is personalities. Um, sometimes, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, my personality fits what they are looking for. And I want to make sure that they're comfortable with me as well. Um there are, you know, some people who most people want things a little more laid back, like I mentioned. Um, some people, you know I've had a question, matter of fact, just last week I had a couple as kind of what's your philosophy on weddings like you know as far as how you speak and everything. And like I always tell them, I want to be heard but not seen. I don't want to have inter-
0: to
1: Yep. I don't want to have to interject myself into your ceremony. It's your big day. So I want people to hear the words that we put together. I want them to hear the ceremony. I wanted to have meetings, but I don't want to take away from my bride and groom. I think it's important that even though they may not want it, they're the focus of attention.
0: So basically, your three takeaways for them is do you, what services do you offer, the pricing, and does your personalities match?
1: Correct. I think those are all big, you know, if you have to pick three, those are three of the bigger ones.
0: Well, thank you, Mike, so much for joining me on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. You helped our listeners become one step closer to their journey of a stress-free wedding planning. Can you tell everyone where they can find you?
1: Uh, yes. Um, there's many different places they can do. My, my web address, if you want, is uh, heavenlyweddingsnri.com. Uh, you can certainly find me on Facebook. I have a Heavenly Weddings page. And I'm on Instagram, Mike Egan Heavenly Weddings, uh, and feel free to uh, check on the Knot or Wedding Wire, any of the big uh, venues. You can see reviews up there on me as well, and certainly my phone number as well. Uh, you can reach out and call me at any time, which is located on my website as well.
0: For our listeners, we will have Mike Egan from Heavenly Weddings information on our episode show notes, which you can find right on our blog on our website page, which is sarazarella dash podcast. Thank you again, Mike, so much for joining us, and I'm sure I'll be seeing you. Probably, I think I'm actually working with you in the next couple weeks. That's
1: great. I can't. And thank you so much for inviting me. It was great to be here with you. Wish you nothing but success with this, and of course, I love working with you. So we'll see you soon.
0: Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarazorella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.